Welcome to our listeners. This is Tal Radio English CXO Showtime. We bring in global CXOs on this platform to share the journey to success. Our guest today is Sue Els, Chief Executive Officer of Girl Scouts of Historic Georgia, a council serving 15,000 girls and adult members in 125 counties in Georgia, Alabama, and South Carolina. She has an extensive leadership experience in the North for profit organizations, powerful expertise in strategic growth, community collaboration, and fund development, and with a lifetime of commitment to advancing the status of women and young girls. She's passionate to build girls of courage, confidence, and character who make the world a better place and decrease the number of cases of domestic violence. She also served as the president of National Network to End Domestic Violence and as the president and CEO of Hope House mainly focusing on the need for fulfillment and programs for victims of domestic violence. Her initiatives at NNEDB oversaw the development of a curriculum that has since been implemented in 32 states. Sue also appeared on Good Morning America, Dr. Phil, CNN, NPR, and numerous other media outlets, and has participated at several national and international conferences about domestic violence. She currently serves on the Domestic Violence Commission for National Football League Players Association. Sue, we are very honored to have you with us and welcome to the show. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. Thank you. How was your experience having worked with victims of domestic violence for so many years and now working with Girl Scouts? Well, I mean, it just, I wake up and smile every morning. Um, it's so wonderful to um, sort of see the cycle, uh, if you will, of working with women and now girls um, for my career. Um, you know, it was so many years that I worked with um, adult women in, in the domestic violence field and, you know, felt like we were had made such huge strides. And I, I really think in educating the public, educating um, police officers, health providers, you know, those people that really could make a difference in uh, a person's life who was experiencing that kind of violence. And I, I really felt proud of the work that we did around education. And now with the Girl Scouts, you know, that's part of what we're doing in, as you said, building girls of courage, confidence, and character who make the world a better place. We, you know, we're taking these young women, these young girls, and um, giving them the opportunity to thrive, you know, the opportunity to become young leaders in their own right. And we see the results of that every single day. Uh, with the work that we do. And, um, you know, the, it's just so, it's so wonderful to, to see this kind of empowerment happening um, with young girls trying to figure out their way, but doing it in a safe environment, in an all-girl, girl-led environment where, you know, they may try something once and they may not get it exactly right, but they don't feel bad about trying it again. In fact, they're very excited uh, about that journey. And, um, you know, they earn their badges and they work on their leadership skills throughout the time that they're with Girl Scouts. And so it, it just makes me so happy to see that and see that we're making a difference in these young girls' lives. When you first started as a volunteer, what made you go for such an ideology? Well, you know, I was, um, I was minoring in women's studies at the time, and it was such an awakening for me way back then. 
uh, to hear of the injustices and see for in my own eyes, the injustices that were happening around our country at that time, I was much more focused just on our country. And, um, and just to think about, you know, what we could do to, uh, to try to, to, to reverse some of that, to try to move forward in a positive way for women and girls and, um, you know, make sure that women felt like they had every advantage and really sort of even out the playing field, if you will. Um, and there were so many obstacles and challenges I felt that women had to go through to even get to the playing field. Um, and so it, was, it just uh, sparked a passion in me way back when I was in college and I started volunteering at a battered women's shelter rape crisis center. And then I was hooked. You know, I was the um, volunteer that had the pager back then. It was carrying around a pager on your hip. I was the volunteer that would be in class and my pager would go off and I would know that I would be either sitting in a hospital exam room holding a rape victim's hand for the next couple of hours, or I would be meeting a woman and her children at, at a police station and bringing her into shelter. And then, you know, the work starts at, at that point. So um, it was something that I um, have always felt very passionate about and just feel like, you know, Girl Scouts is just an extension of all of that work. And is there any difference in the challenges that you have seen by uh, working with the victims of domestic violence and now with Girl Scouts? Yeah, I mean, you know, Girl Scouts have um, their own challenges as they um, are growing up. They come from every walk of life, you know, following in Juliet Gordon Lowe's footprint. We have made sure that any girl that wants to be a Girl Scout can be a Girl Scout. Um, so we want to make sure, again, that we take any barriers or obstacles away that um, they feel might be there or that um, are there. And um, just to make sure that we give them that experience so that no matter where they're from, no matter what they've been through in their, their lives, they see opportunities for themselves as they become adults, that they see that they can do whatever they want to do, you know, that there's, there's really nothing holding them back. And we want to give them every skill and, um, self-confidence to feel like that they can move forward in any way they choose. Yeah, I also see that you have a huge experience in public speaking. Uh, how do you try to motivate the listeners around you who might be strangers to you and who might be dealing with unique challenges? I think that you meet people where they are, you know, that people often find themselves feeling so isolated when they're dealing with different issues and that they're the only one that is probably going through that. That's what they think in their head. And so, you know, telling the stories that I have seen during my lifetime and, and talking about, you know, the challenge and obstacles that people have gone through and really relating that so that people understand, oh, you know, I understand now that in the domestic violence field that emotional abuse can be just as devastating as physical abuse. And, um, you know, that I, I, can, I can make sure that I'm not in that situation any longer. So I just, made, I just wanted to make sure that people understood that they weren't alone and that they were going through challenges that many other people have been through and that there are resources available. So often people don't understand that there are, you know, amazing resources that can be um, made available. 
And when they hear that, you know, it's as simple sometimes as picking up a phone, you know, that somebody's going to be on the other end of the phone. Then that just, uh, I, I feel like that's motivational in and in, in of itself, you know, that there is something that they can do to change their lives. There are about 2.5 million girls and adult members worldwide and more than 50 million American women alive today participating in Girl Scouts growing up together. How does the organization cope with such huge numbers? Well, you know, we have councils all across the country. And in the state of Georgia, there are two councils. There's one in Atlanta and then um, Girl Scouts of Historic Georgia, which I am fortunate enough to um, be involved with, is pretty much all of the rest of Georgia. And as you said, a county in Alabama and two counties in South Carolina. Um, so, we, so we're able to, um, you know, kind of spread the love, if you will. Um, and, you know, we're, we're so excited that girls continue to want to be Girl Scouts. I mean, if you just for a second think about 110 years ago, this woman who, um, you know, there's so much going on in the world, you know, the degradation of women and, um, you know, the Civil War and just amazing kinds of obstacles that she was dealing with at the time. And she thought, you know, I want, I want girls to have every opportunity and every chance that boys have. And so let me start this organization. I mean, it's just amazing to think about. And here we are 110 years later um, in Savannah, Georgia, and the rest of our footprint, um, you know, talking with girls about, you know, what their opportunities are and meeting girls where they're at and staying relevant as an organization 110 years later. I just, I, I'm so amazed at that every single day. I just feel myself so fortunate that I'm part of such an amazing organization. Yeah, I, I did uh, read through the uh, history and it was so fascinating that uh, about, I think, 100, 110 years, but you rightly pointed out Daisy, how she's known to be among all the Girl Scouts, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, you are our current Daisy, for sure. <laughs> okay. So with that, uh, you did point out that girls get associated and all. There would be some very specific question that how long a girl can be associated with the organization as a scout? Well, we have a fun saying at Girl Scouts that um, once a Girl Scout, always a Girl Scout. <laughs> and so so uh, the answer, the quick answer is they can be Girl Scouts their whole lives. We have alums that are doing amazing things each and every day, and we just couldn't be more proud of the work that our alums are doing throughout the country. Whenever I go speak at a luncheon about Girl Scouts, one of the questions I ask is, how many in this room were Girl Scouts? And of course, it's a room full of leaders, right? And so usually about a half or three quarters of the women all stand or raise their hand when I ask how many in the room were Girl Scouts. So it's, it's just amazing to see that incredible touch that this organization has had on women's lives. But, but girls can join Girl Scouts um, when they're in kindergarten, which is our daisy. Uh, level of Girl Scouting, and they can remain um, as a Girl Scout through 12th grade, which is the ambassador level of being a Girl Scout. But as I said, then they become alum after that, and um, we hope that they will stay in Girl Scouting for the rest of their lives. Right. And uh, 
what we have seen is that the world has changed over a period of uh, quite a good number of years when the organization started about a century ago and now we see a technology transformation and how do you use different technology sources to help girls to empower themselves and uh, what are the steps that are being taken up uh, by your organization in helping these girls to use the technology well you know as i said at the onset you know girls scouts has really tried to remain relevant to what girls are wanting today and part of that has been that um gsusa has um has been really developing amazing programming around technology um they've come out with so many new digital leadership badges that girls can earn and girls love to earn their badges that's part of being a girl scout they want to show off on their vests all the badges that they've earned so technology is a big one right now that we've been um really working toward we want to make sure that girls as i've said before are invited into those job forces you know the the workplaces that men are and we want to make sure that they're ready for that so technology is one of the areas that we have um really been striving to make sure that we're doing everything we can to to ready and prepare our girls um girl scouts is um founded on really four pillars stem is one of them outdoors life skills and entrepreneurship now i know that you know when many people think of girl scouts they think of uh, cookies and camping amazing things that really is your um entrepreneurship with cookies you know the the largest girl business in the world and um outdoors continues to be a place where girls can really express themselves they can learn skills um unlike any others and boy you know you you talk to a girl scout and outdoors and camping is always one of her favorite favorite activities but the stem activities are really um part of what a girl is looking for in girl scouts now you know they start um looking at their smartphone about 4 hours a day um early on and so you know the smartphone phone becomes part of their life as a teenager and it it never stops you know then they're going to tablets and iPads and you know all the social media um uh outlets and they're very i mean they know more than uh anyone on every single kind of social media platform and and they're so good at it they they also you know they're they're very interested in um like cybersecurity we've been doing um a lot of work in in our area on cybersecurity around in especially in Augusta Georgia and robotics and uh coding engineering you know all of those kinds of activities are so um they're ready they're they're wanting to know and they they know that that's going to be a pathway for them in their future um a few of the fun facts i wanted you to hear that kind of um talks about this a little bit is although it is common for a girl's sense of self a girl's sense of self to decline in middle school a girl scout sense of self increases during this period During middle school, non-girl scouts' interest and involvement in their community decreases whereas the girl scouts' desire to solve problems in their community increases. A girl scout is more likely than her non-girl scout peers to participate in leadership activities. She truly believes in herself. 
The skills girls learn through Girl Scouting prepares them for a lifetime of leadership. Girl Scouts have better grades, aspire to higher levels of education, and are more confident about their futures than non-Girl Scouts. So the reason I wanted you to hear those is, you know, not only are we we developing these programs and developing these badges for the girls to learn and do their programs, but we see from our own research that it really works. And I think that's that's the part that we need to make sure that, that the universe knows with us, that parents know, that leaders know, that the public knows, that we're, we're more than just selling delicious cookies. We're truly making a difference in these girls' lives. Absolutely. I think you've got a great program out there as a Girl Scout Leadership Experience Program. You want to talk about a little bit more about it uh, for our audiences or listeners? Sure. Um, you know, as I said, you know, I think that those four pillars can um, really help shape a girl's life. You know, the cookie program alone, you know, they're developing um, such amazing skills around goal setting, you know, trying to figure out what their goal is for cookies. And some girls, troops, you know, they start at a young age with their goal and they know that their goal is going to be going to Spain in their, you know, in their senior year. And they'll save that whole entire time to go to sit, their cookie proceeds to go to Spain. Um, you know, they, they give back to the community through, their, through the cookie program. They see a need and they address it. You know, it might be something around the homeless population and they decide, you know, that, that, that they're going to do a food drive and um, address those issues. So, you know, they, they learn that um, the, the really how to lead at such a young age, they, you know, we have our higher awards, our bronze, silver, and gold awards, and they will, that is what it is all about, is looking at a project in the community that needs addressed, and, and at the bronze level, they do that more with their troop, um, but at the gold level, it's an individual pro, pro, um, progress of uh, work that they, um, they'll see an issue, they go in front of a committee to talk about that issue and what they're uh, strategy is for, um, you know, doing something about that. And it has to be a long-term strategy. It's not just a, a once, um, you know, I'm doing a food drive and it's over. It, they have to think about sustainability. You know, many of them have, have to do fundraising for that project. They may have to go to the city council and say, you know, there's a need at a park for accessibility and, and can I do this work at this park? So it really is such a huge um, depth and breadth of work that they do to earn their gold. It's, it's like nothing that you could ever imagine a girl doing over 100 hours oftentimes and she gets the whole community involved. So it's, we're so proud of these girls and so proud of the work they do. And it just continues to gain speed as, as they stay in Girl Scouting. You'll see a girl who, who might be so shy and, um, you know, really just, in not really wanting to get out and do a whole lot and she joins girl scouts and you see just slowly but surely she blossoms you know when i talk with girl scouts i say what's your favorite thing about girl scouting and so many times they'll say making new friends you know so many girls make friends that last a lifetime um in girl scouting and you know oftentimes that as i said that's at camp and the minute that they talk about friendship they're going to talk about camping experiences as well 
So there's just so many things and so many ways that girls can be involved in Girl Scouts. You know, if they're if they're outdoorsy, they can find that. If they're um, more into STEM, they can totally, you know, focus their, their programming around STEM issues. So it really is varied and it depends on their own interests and where they want to take it. So beautiful. And uh, uh, I also see uh, there is a whole, this whole idea of badges and awards that you were talking about, different levels of badges, awards. That's really motivating for the girls. And I believe that really inculcates them the required level of uh, motivation to actually go ahead and start executing and believing in themselves and achieve something for their own and then feel more proud about once they get to that level, right? Oh, and it's absolutely true. But the, the beauty of it is we're able to do it in such a fun way where they're doing these incredible activities with their girlfriends and um, they're laughing and carrying on and they don't even realize at the time that they're, they're learning all these skills as they go until, you know, maybe I ask them to come with me and speak um, about their experience of Girl Scouting at a Rotary Club. And there they are in front of this group of people and they may be a little bit nervous as a first time speaker, but when they get through it, they look at me and they say, Miss Sue, that was the best experience ever. I was so scared, but I did it. And they, you know, and that's what Girl Scouting is all about. Absolutely. The more I think so, I'm thinking about, uh, there is also a huge participation from parents of the girls as well, right? What do you think their involvement is and how they can shape uh, their kids or girls to become a lot more uh, uh, gregarious in nature and make more friends and work towards achieving certain things in life? Have you come across any situations where you see, uh, or I would let me put it this way, that what is the, how, how important it is the parents' participation in motivating the Girl Scouts? Very important. I mean, I think we're going to talk about our leaders and, you know, the, the leaders themselves are the backbone of Girl Scouts, but we couldn't even get to the leader stage if it wasn't for the parents. And so um, the parents obviously have are initially a strong desire to see their girls involved in, um, you know, some kind of activities that inspire leadership so or they wouldn't even have girls sign up right that's the first initial like let's get these girls signed signed up for this and you know it's it's a no-brainer if mom was a girl scout i mean she knows inside and out what girl scouts is all about and she is so excited to have her daughter um, become a Girl Scout. And we're seeing more and more dads very involved in Girl Scouting. You know, during the pandemic, which was hard to, to be a Girl Scout during the pandemic, you know, it was just difficult. We did so much um, virtually, of course, but with girls being um, taught virtually all day in school, it was a little difficult with their after school to be virtual as well. Um, but we did see that the that girls' parents really stepped in. We did some fun things like um, camp in a box. You know, we can't, we couldn't be camping during a pandemic, so we had camp in a box, and um, the parents could. We we would send the box to the parents, and the parents would help the Girl Scout get get everything together that she would need to do a successful camping in the box, and then we would get picture and videos of the family, the brothers, the parents, everybody out in the backyard, and they would be making s'mores and they would be singing camp songs and um, they would be just having a ball during the, during the pandemic. And they would tell us, you know, that that was 
um, so motivational and so inspiring for them to be able to spend that kind of time with their with their daughters, with their children, oftentimes, because it became a very, very much a family event. So yes, parents are, you know, they're so motivational, so inspirational to um, keeping girls in Girl Scouting to, um, you know, helping girls along the way if they're being challenged. Um, and then we just had our high awards ceremony yesterday and the parents' involvement in the gold awards um, where, when the girls were earning their gold was so inspirational to see them side by side with their girls and helping them through whatever challenges that they were coping with in, in earning their gold. That's so beautiful to see all those uh, involvement uh, during the pandemic time and it's really uh, supporting each other during these trouble times. So are there any prerequisites for anybody thinking for joining the organization? Just have to be a, a girl and ready to join and, and um, you know, kindergarten age. So the, those are the only requirements. Okay, great. That's great. And what is the role of a volunteer in your organization? Well, as I, as I started to say, you know, the volunteer is really the backbone of the Girl Scout movement. Um, you know, they're the mentor. They're the ones that decide week by week what they're going to be providing these girls as far as programming. Now, we help as much as we can. We have developed, and again, COVID really helped with this. We've developed so many activities that they can do in a box, and they can just grab them and um, go sit down with their 10 or 15 Girl Scouts and do an amazing STEM activity everything's right there for them. They just put it together, whether it's a robot or whatever, they can just put it together with their Girl Scouts. And we've been providing that for them. But even when we don't, um, they come up with such amazing activities. They get trained themselves. They know how to um, do canoeing. They know how to climb a rock wall or do a zip line. Um, you know, they, they know how to build a fire. You know, they know they get trained on all these activities too. And so it really is, you know, it's an amazing process to see the leaders develop um, and the leaders develop their own leadership skills, right? I mean, that's just an amazing thing. And I'll tell you the most heartwarming thing, again, going back to yesterday in our high awards is to see the relationship that develops between the Girl Scout and her leader. It's second to none. You know, it's, it's like having your favorite teacher right there with you. You know, she helps mentor her. She helps, um, you know, just make sure that whatever the girl might be going through, that she's another person that can help along that journey. Um, and, and they give everything, you know, just picking up Girl Scouts to go to a meeting. They, they will do everything. Um, and oftentimes they'll have a co-leader, you know, parents are very busy, leaders are very busy with their own careers, doing their own things, but they always find the time and we just could not appreciate them more. Absolutely. We need to appreciate it all their time. Um, so we see that uh, this being a not non-profit organization and uh, how do you figure out different funding sources for the large campaigns that are executed all across multiple counties, right? I mean, over a few hundred counties. Well, it's a challenge. It's a challenge. And we happen, our footprint happens to be in a very rural area. Um, so we, um, so we have to maybe be even more creative because we don't have those huge companies in our backyard. Like maybe some councils are fortunate to have, um, but we have such a strong alum network, you know, that we do obviously a, an amazing individual funding drive. Our alumni 
they want to make sure that the girls have the same opportunities that they had growing up as a Girl Scout. And so they have been very generous um, in, in making sure that our, our council is funded. We get United Way contributions from many of the areas that we serve. United Way has always been a strong funder of Girl Scouting, and um, we appreciate uh, them seeing the value in what we're doing with leadership development. Um, we do get some corporate sponsorships, especially when we do events in our different areas, corporations. Again, you know, they, um, many of them have been Girl Scouts. Many of the leaders in the corporation have been Girl Scouts. So their face lights up when you go in and start talking about Girl Scouts. If it's a, a female leader, she's a, she'll always say, well, I was a Girl Scout and Girl, Scout, Girl Scouting helped me get to my position. So of course I want to get back to Girl Scouting. And, and so that's so easy, right? It's so easy to, to talk to uh, people about the great programming that we do. And um, uh, we're very fortunate to have that kind of support. Of course, having Savannah as part of our footprint is pretty remarkable. And that um, in our area, everyone knows about Girl Scouting. We have about 50,000 Girl Scouts that visit Savannah to come home for the, for the pilgrimage of seeing the Juliet Gordon Lohelm and um, seeing all the places that she walked and the things that she did while she was growing or while she was growing up and becoming her own leader in her own right in Savannah. So um, it's, it's very easy to talk Girl Scouting in our area. Right. And any future programs that you are looking forward to implement as part of the overall strategy? Uh, yes, we um, are actually celebrating the 110th birthday anniversary of um, Girl Scouting this year. And so our girls picked our big project this year. They, they have seen the uptick, uptick in the homeless population around our footprint. And so... Um, we've decided that we will be assembling 110 hygiene kits from the 125 counties in our area. That will be 13,750 hygiene kits. And it will include everything from shampoo, soap, toothbrush, a washcloth, you know, those essential kind of items. And so if people are interested in helping Girl Scouts with that, we would certainly love to have help. Um, put it, getting the items for those kits and the Girl Scouts will be putting them together and, and donating them to the, their local homeless shelter. We also have um, one of our major events coming up in July, July 14th through the 17th. It's called Quest Fest. And it's an event that we do for Girl Scouts throughout the nation, throughout the world. Actually, we have girls coming from all over the world to, to this event. It's kind of a big scavenger hunt. Girls come and they... Um, on their smartphone, they download an app and then the app tells them where to go and what they're looking for and they um, get points for things that they do. Um, it might be going up to a, another woman on the street and asking if she was a Girl Scout and to recite, you know, the Girl Scout promise with her and then she gets points for that. And so they love it. They do it in teams. It's a huge challenge. And um, they, as I said, they come from all over and that's July 14th through the 17th. And then we have a really neat program coming up on May 19th called Paint Your World Purple. And that's a GSUSA event. It's a virtual event with, the act, with actor, producer, parent, and Girl Scout alum, uh, Kristen Bell, who is the co-author of the number one New York Times bestseller, The World Needs More Purple People. Um, and she will be chatting about what it means to be a purple person 
with our Girl Scouts and all the fun activities um, uh, that Purple People skills um, will be showing off. A purple person is one who asks questions, uses their voice, helps others, works really hard, and strives to make the world a better place. Now, doesn't that sound like a Girl Scout? So very we're, yeah. <laughs> we're very is. excited yeah. to take part in that. And how do you think our listeners or uh, anybody from the society can help you win these causes? What are the ways and means that they could help you? Well, they can um, always go to our website, which is um, gshg.org, and they can see any of these activities that we're doing, or they can see a place to just donate, which is awesome. And we'll make sure that we are continuing to build girls of courage, confidence, and character who make the world a better place. So it was uh, very motivating while speaking with you. I could see all the passion that you have got and I could see the real Girl Scout in you. You're doing such a commendable work to empower women and girls. We're truly honored to have you on our show and thank you for joining us. Thank you. I appreciate it.